There we go. Okay, Booker Tov, good morning to all. Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Meaning. Every Wednesday morning we spend 10 minutes tapping into the Mesilas Sasharam, the great Ramchal of Moshe Chaim Lutzato, gave us a framework, a vocabulary, a formula for how to live the best version of ourselves. What are the character traits? What are the, uh, what are the behaviors and lifestyle that we need to acquire in order to be our best selves? We've studied Zahiris, mindfulness, cautiousness, vigilance, how to be present in every thought, in every deed, in every speech. We then moved to Zerizus, alacrity, zeal, enthusiasm. And now we've learned Nikias, how to purge from ourselves the type of distractions and temptations which sabotage our success, which undermine our happiness. I want to thank our generous sponsors, Chani and Lenny Grunstein, in memory of Chani's father, Mr. Aaron Tambor, Aaron Ben Yitzchak. Thank you to your generosity, and a special thank you to today's particular sponsors, Susie and Lenny Presby, and under the yurt side of Lenny's father, David Ben Chaim Tzius, Neshama Shalav and Aliyah, and by Mayor Simcha Stromer, in honor of his 11th grade Gemara Shir in Ida Crown Jewish Academy, who apparently are fans of the 10 Minutes of Meaning Shir. Thank you so much to Rabbi Stromer. Thank you to the Talmidim, the students of that class. What a great honor and a privilege. Okay, we are finishing up the 11th chapter of Mesilla Sisharim. And the Ramchal again has been defining for us this quality of Nikias. How can we purge from ourselves those temptations and those distractions? How can we be present and vigilant? How can we be thoughtful and mindful? How can at the end of the day we say, what a great day. I said the things that were correct to say. I made the right choices. I was present in everything that I did. Nikias purging from ourselves, moving over from the battleground to the conquered territory. Conquered territory still needs to be protected and guarded, but it's no longer a daily battle and grind. And we're trying to get ourselves in a place where we're no longer grinding and battling daily, not to use profanity and not to eat the wrong things in an unhealthy way and not to gossip, and not to slander, and not to get angry, and not to feel arrogant, and all the qualities that the Ramchal has gone through. And the last one he's left off with, we've been analyzing, is honor, is envy. Not to pursue honor and to be envious of others who seem to have more than we do. Our rabbis, who have instructed and guided us continuously in the way of truth, Amru, the rabbis teach in Pirkei Avos and Ethics of Our Fathers, Ehaves HaMelacha, Love the work and hate the rabbinate. Now you may be wondering, that's a message for me. What in the world does that have to do with you? Hate, uh, love work and hate the rabbinate. What it means here, the rabbinate, is it doesn't mean the work of the rabbinate. The work of the rabbinate, I hope, is very holy, is very sacred, is very meaningful, I hope impactful. It means any honor that comes with it, any deference that people show you. And rabbis fall prey, you know. Very often rabbis meet with people and they say, Rabbi, thank you so much for your time. Your time is so valuable. And I always say, my or our time is no more valuable than yours. And this is what I meant to and want to be doing. But the more people hear that, the more that they can, uh, they can believe what's being said. And so, hate the part of any authority, any position of leadership. It doesn't have to be a rabbi. It could be the president of the school, the shul. It could be any position of authority or distinction, which normally gets honor. Hate that aspect of it. Love the component of it, of the work to do. Take the work seriously. Don't take yourself too seriously. Va'amru od and our rabbis and psachim teach us. Pshot nevelta b'shuk ana kahana ana. Person should flay a carcass in the markers and don't marketplace and don't say I'm important. I'm too important. I'm a coin. It's beneath me. Nothing should be beneath us. You're walking in the shul campus in the street. You see garbage. Pick it up. Throw it out. Ehavis amalacha. Love the work. What do you think? It's beneath you? You'd be too dignified? It's beneath your honor that you're due? 
and the rabbi saying, Always take on work, even if it's unfamiliar to you, and don't be dependent on the help of others. There are people who are way too proud, and they, they maintain their honor and their ego, and therefore, they're unwilling to take a job which pays them less. I deserve half a million dollars a year. Do you know who I am? Do you know where I went to school? Do you know the position I used to hold? And now they therefore rely on the community, and they're taking tzedakah and handouts. And the rabbis say, you need to get past your own ego. It's not easy, and I don't mean to minimize with great sensitivity and heart for those people who are struggling. However, and rather than enable or entitle others, uh, the goal is for a person to set aside the ego and to be able to do work, never ever thinking something is beneath me. It's too little. I shouldn't be doing it. Klal Advarim, here's the principle of the matter. Honor. Honor is among the greatest obstacles that face man. And we've seen that in our generation and in our lifetime. Honor on steroids because of social media, where people want followers and people want tweets and people want posts and people want a spotlight and people want a bigger stage. And because of that honor or the honor they get, they think that they go viral. They think that many people and they therefore have a a very distorted sense of self-worth. And we see that. We see people who have tremendous notoriety feel empty inside because they may have a lot of honor externally, but they have no pride, they have no self-worth internally when it comes to who they are on the inside. So this is the cloud, this is the principle, that honor, what others say about us, is, what others think about us, is none of our business. It's none of our business. We have to look in the mirror, we have to carry ourselves with dignity, we have to believe we're doing what's right, we have to um, be accountable to the Almighty and to the most important people in our lives, and what everyone else thinks about us, it's none of our business. And that's why honor is such a false measure. Honor is so fake, and honor sabotages people's happiness and success. When they have the honor and they're unhappy, they numb themselves with all kinds of substances. People in the pursuit of honor will sabotage the most important relationships with the people around them. And how can we be a loyal servant? How can we be of service to God, to our spouse, to our family, if what matters most and we prioritize, not them and not the well-being of our relationship and of being of service and our mission in this world, but if we prioritize our own honor and our own glory and our own ego. This is what our great leader, David HaMelech, King David, said, It's a verse in Shmuel Bez, Samuel 2, that says, And even if I became lesser than this, and I became lowly in my own eyes, that a person needs to realize that there's an Almighty, and He runs the show, and we're here to serve Him. We work for Him, He doesn't work for us. And therefore, if there's a conflict in this world between what I want to do and what he wants me to do, if there's a conflict of what's right to do, I need to defer and I need to submit and I need to surrender to him. It's about being marbek vod shamayim. My life is dedicated, our lives should be dedicated to increasing and promoting the honor of God, of his kingdom, of his place in all of our lives. It's not about me, it's not about us. We're not the brand or the mission. It's all about God, it's all about his Torah and its timeless teachings. And if a person puts themselves too much, then that conflict, God says there's not enough room here for both of us. You know what the true honor of a person is? The true honor of a person is not measured by how many friends or followers, how many likes, how many people uh, tapped into or watched the video or listened to the shir. That's not it. It's our knowledge of Torah. It's our awareness of Torah. It's our living Torah. It's our embodiment of Torah. 
again in Torah, there is no honor other than Torah as the verse in Mishlei says, the wise inherit honor. People are honored for their wisdom. They're honored for their virtue. They're honored for their character. And those who pursue honor, honor runs away from them. And those who run away from honor, honor runs after them. So the only true authentic honor is the honor of virtue, of value, of character, and of Torah, of wisdom. And the one who's clean, it's worth his while to cleanse and purify himself from the desire for honor, and then we will succeed. So again, this chapter, this Midah, this third quality in our formula, the 12 steps towards self-perfection of the Ramchal, based on the Talmud, this third step of Nikias is saying, cleanse ourselves from honor. The more that honor doesn't become part of the calculation, Honor is never part of the calculus or matrix. Honor is never part of what informs the decision I make. I do what's right because of right. And I try. It's hard. Nikias is hard to purge from myself that, that honor component and to make decisions that are right to make. Not the one that will bring the greatest spotlight or the greatest glory, but the thing that will bring the greatest glory to the Almighty and help me fulfill the reason that I'm here. As Yatsliach, if you want success in life, in a relationship, professionally, personally, in your community, then it's never about the honor. It's never about the ego. It's about, it's about the cause. You know, in Good to Great, Jim Collins' wonderful book about leadership, the fifth level leadership, the higher level leadership is the person, the leader, the man or woman, the CEO, who makes it not about them, but makes it about the company or the mission or the cause. They're not the face, it's not about them. It's about the institution, the organization. It's about the cause. And therefore, in succession planning, they're not worried about their legacy, but the legacy of the mission of the cause. And so, as Yatzliach, if we want success professionally, personally, religiously, in any area of life, then we need to learn to surrender our ego. That it's all about God and it's all about the mission, it's not about us. And up to this point, we've included many of the particulars of the virtue of cleanliness. I just want to finish this chapter, and we'll pick up the new chapter next week. Very exciting. And a person shouldn't argue, you know, it takes tremendous effort to get to this level, to purge even the temptation towards profanity or eating the wrong thing or anger or envy or any of these qualities. Says the Ramchal, he testifies to us hundreds of years ago, it's not as hard as it seems. Get started, begin the journey, and you'll realize that while it is a tall task, it's not easy, it's not impossible. Thinking about it, stewing in it, marinating in it, perseverating in it, is much harder, it's much more difficult than actually doing it. So how many diets have you thought about starting? How many diets, how many exercise regimens, how many things have we thought about and we think about and it totally consumes us and distracts us? Just do it already. Start eating right. Start managing your time. Start conquering your anger. Start surrendering your ego. Stop thinking about it and reading books about it and going to seminars about it and subscribing to newsletters about it and being in WhatsApp groups about it. All of them are wonderful as support, but you got to just do it. Thinking about it and being consumed by it is much harder than just doing it, as hard as doing it is. Once a person decides on the goal and resolutely determines to possess the virtue, set a goal. Don't just have a wish. I want to wake up tomorrow humble. I want to wake up tomorrow thin. I want to wake up tomorrow smart. I want to wake up tomorrow calm. You can't just have a wish. You got to have a goal and make a resolution. How am I going to achieve it? 
What's the path? And how will I measure my way? And how will I pause to celebrate the incremental successes that I achieve? All he needs is to form the right habits and we'll regain it. Much less effort than we imagine. And this is something that true, Hanisayon Yochiach Amito, our experience will prove it. So we are creatures of habit. So much of our day is pre-programmed by the habits we have formed. Are we punctual? Are we on time? Can we maintain our cool? Or do we flip our lid? All these are habits that we form. So says the Ramchal, it's not easy changing a habit. But stay true to it. 30 days, 40 days, research disagrees. However long it takes, do it until you form the habit and then it no longer takes that level of mindfulness or effort. It's simply part of the repertoire of who you are. And once it's part of the repertoire of who you are, eating right and speaking right and thinking right, and getting enough sleep and being uh, humble, then you will see at Sliach, you'll see success in every area of life. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, stay holy. We continue 8.45 with Living with Amuna, And tonight we're going behind the beam at 9 p.m. with Eli Peli, who is the founder and owner of Mishpacha Magazine, and the founder of the Haredi Institute of Public Affairs, the only Haredi think tank in Israel. And it'll be a fascinating discussion with insight into that community. Looking forward. See you all in a few minutes.